When you think of the origins of the modern dance crew, you likely assume they started in the 70s and 80s with breakdancing's rise in prominence. Maybe you think of b-boy pioneers Richard Crazy Legs Colon and Kenneth Ken Swift Gabbard. However, the true origins of dance crews dates back to the early 1700s. Roving crews of minuet dancers would often lay down flooring made of large chunks of marble in the streets and back alleys to show off their moves. The most famous crew, Bolson, was made up of dancers Henry Proper Legs Richards, Margaret the Guzzler Middleton, and Nigel Many Slaves Bentley, known for his slavish devotion to the rhythm and ownership of a substantial number of slaves. We look to dance crews to give us not only entertainment, but also comfort. Comfort from a cruel world, a world where someone you love can just disappear. Ryan Lind, 47-year-old bungee jumper, a tactical paper mache enthusiast, was on his way to the Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. He went missing. Welcome back to True Deception, guys. Um... Just want to, oh, hold on, let me start that over again. Guys, welcome back to True Deception, uh, the home of uh, true crime and your number one source for Brian Lind related facts. Sorry, I'm working this out, guys. I, I, I'm taking some notes I'm getting from our social media that this show does not have an opening, does not have a real opening, and it's a little jarring. So I'm just trying to get better at that. I am Clark McCarthy. I'm sitting here with Owen Ingmar. How are you doing, Owen? I'm good. I, I'm a little startled. Uh, you're taking uh, input from social media. What's the reason for the change of heart? Well, uh, as we have discussed, my nephew is sort of blowing up on social media with his uh, with his opposing podcast. I would say sort of enemy podcast to this podcast. But his fans have sort of dropped into our social media and they're just, I would say, dragging us. They're dragging the show and they're saying, you know, this show's unlistenable. Uh, these interviews are unlistenable. None of this is fun. We hate this. And one of the main criticisms is like there's no opening. I think it's because a lot of them start the show, listen to maybe five, ten seconds and then then get off because we've had like our listenership go up hundreds of thousands of listens but only for the first like 10 or 15 seconds mm -hmm. each episode so you're taking the constructive criticism mm -hmm. and applying it now we've i know that we've got a lot of uh if you google true deception pod most of the top results that come back uh, including the words head uh and butt uh, often referring to us as butt heads or having our heads up our butts. Is our heads replaced with our butts and our butts replaced with our heads? Any thoughts on how we can kind of curb that? Uh, it's been difficult for me to get representation um, because my name is so... Even if you search things like my, I have a headache or I bumped my butt uh we come up first now i don't know honestly i'm not an expert on that sort of stuff uh clearly or else you know i i would be i would have done more but uh i have been i will say calling the parents of my nephew's friends and just letting them know what kind of a sordid character their children are hanging out with 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's helping Google, but it's definitely helping me feel better knowing like, well, that kid's parents are mad at him now. And I have uh, taken some inspiration from the television show 21 Jump Street and have enrolled myself uh, in your nephew's school uh, posing as a new student. And I'm looking to disgrace him socially amongst his peers and possibly become uh, the star um, lacrosse player at his school. So that's the methods I'm taking, which has also proved difficult. Uh, I'm currently failing six out of my seven classes. And some rumors have started at the school uh, that um, my butt was replaced with my head and my head was replaced with my butt. So that uh, rumor I can't seem to get away from regardless of the environment. I mean, that's tough. I will say, though, I like congratulations because it it does seem like you are living out sort of a never been kissed scenario where one of your teachers is showing sort of a romantic interest in you, even though they do think you are a child. It's actually the second one. My PE teacher also showed a romantic interest in me then found out that I was an adult and lost romantic interest in me. Mm. Um, But uh, the home ec teacher uh, still thinks I'm a child uh, and says that they wish that I was an adult and bought me a guitar uh, as a sign of affection. So I'm juggling a lot of balls right now because ordinarily I would be very much attracted to this home ec teacher. She's uh, right in my age range. Uh, my preferred age range, um, late 50s. And um, I don't mind saying she bakes a delicious banana bread and is quite the seamstress. So I'm not sure how I'm going to navigate that exactly. The PE teacher, I got fired so that they wouldn't expose me as a adult posing as a teenager trying to ruin the reputation of another teenager that's exciting stuff i'm really excited to hear where this is going yeah i congratulations though getting sort of a romantic interest coming from from all directions it's incredible i mean i wish my first high school tenure went this way um Mm -hmm. but you know you know what they say uh if at first you don't succeed go back to high school and try it again yeah 100 percent there's no no doubt in that. And I will say that actually leads into a little bit of what I've been doing this week, um, which is that I have decided I'm going to uh, become a pickup artist. And I'm sort of, I'm building out my mantra with that and all the things I'm doing. And I don't want anyone to think this is seedy or unpleasant. Uh, this is sort of the opposite of the game. If you know anything about the game, it was about like negging women and sort of, attacking their Mm self-esteem and i bought the cliff notes of it yes uh yeah great cliff notes i'd like to nag women but i don't have the time for 300 pages of it 100 percent. so my system is basically i'm going to be what i describe as inconceivably nice to every woman that i'm even remotely attracted to so it's nonstop compliments. It's nonstop like congratulations, like for everything they do. So like if I'm say working in an office with somebody and they're like, they had a, 
they head out of the bathroom. I'm like, hey, good job in there. Congratulations. I know that, you know, sometimes it's hard to fit that in in the morning, you know, and good for you. And like, I really like your hair and all this stuff. And so that's kind of my technique. So I've been teaching that to um, the lonely man I meet on the internet. That's incredible. You are a teacher in all your fields, which is such a selfless and noble job. And it's nice to see you're making the world a better place. And that also explains the top hat, scarf, and ski goggles you're wearing. Yes, that is the thing I did keep from the original game, is I am still peacocking. Even on an audio podcast. Even on an audio podcast, because you never know when romance might strike. And also, this is just sort of the persona that I'm living in now. But unlike mystery, I am not a secretly miserable sack of shit. So <laughs> not at all. Far from it. No, no. I like dressing like this. I think this is very cool. Well, uh, I think it's time to bring on our guest. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? I've, <laughs> I feel great about it. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm still working on my hosting. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know your relation to the case. What's up, y'all? My name is Blanket Thompson. Uh, I'm a second time junior over at the high school and I was Brian's, I guess, dance instructor. You, you guess dance instructor? Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a professional dance instructor. It's just like he would come by a couple times a week and get some, some tips from me on how to, how to break dance and stuff because I'm, I'm a bit of a legend at the school. And so he would get break dancing tips from me in the uh, Bank of America parking lot. And then he would give me good gift cards in exchange. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to unpack. Would, so w- when you say he would come by a lot, he would come by the Bank of America parking lot? Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I'm usually there with my boys. And your boys are like a B-boy crew or? Oh, my boys are, we're, pretty well known in the school we call ourselves um, the the dementors we like to do like pranks and like cool cool stunts but you have a regimented schedule of being at the bank of america parking lot monday wednesdays and monday fridays. wednesday friday yeah exactly sometimes thursdays but only if Polly has um he has hebrew lessons only if he has hebrew lessons yeah it's like a bi-monthly thing okay you go to the whole, on Thursdays the, the when, boys, mm-hmm, yeah. when yeah, Polly you know, is it. not available? When, if he's not available on a Wednesday due to the Hebrew lessons, we move those to Thursdays. And that doesn't happen that often, but we're not, we're not all going to – we're not the Dementors if Polly's not there. You know, like we all – all the boys got a show. Got, I got it. So uh, for a group of Dementors, you are very punctual and organized. Absolutely. <laughs> okay got it so can i ask you what is your age oh uh so uh, i'm 18 okay okay you said that very suspiciously you're sort of Uh, looking around and well look math's not my strong suit so sometimes i lose track so i do have to look every year i get a tally mark tattooed on my arm for when a year passes so that i can remember so i had to do some counting (laughs) okay i just not to not to come at you, but it feels like if you're bad at math, having something that you continually have to count feels like a more difficult. Yeah, way it's to difficult. Do this. 
sure, it's difficult, but it keeps me my brain going. That's why I go to Kumon. For math tutoring? Yeah. Got it. It's like if you're bad at something, you got to keep working. That's what I always said to Brian. He was absolutely freaking terrible at spinning on his head. And I was like, bro, you just got to keep going. Wow. That's very admirable. That is very admirable uh, mentality to take. Yeah. How, did, how did you meet Brian? Oh, Brian. I mean, he, he was big. At, he was always at Bank of America. Like he was he was making withdrawals and stuff like that. And he saw me doing a bunch of spins and shit. Uh, sometimes like um, I'm, sometimes I also like ride a bird scooter back there so he's always like stopping and watching us and then eventually I guess he just like worked up the nerve to be like to come over uh, mostly because we were goading him a lot <laughs> well how do you like, goad somebody to coming over to you like what do you usually say to somebody we'd say we'd say really funny stuff we'd be like take a picture it'll last longer <laughs> And he, and he walked over intentionally to that. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, well, I guess he just really wanted to learn how to, how to break dance and stuff. So, okay, so he walked over after you goaded him enough. How did that turn into lessons? And, like, what was that first interaction like? Well, the first, first time he came over, he was like, what is this? Like, he's, he didn't even know what it was. He thought it was magic, what I was doing, spinning on my head. And I was like, no, bro, it's freaking physics and dance and it's an art. So he was like, this is really cool stuff. And I was like, yeah, like break. The thing about breakdance, you guys, is when it's done right, it changes, it changes perspectives. It can really like move a person. So I think he just like, he, he was a guy who got it. And he was like, I want to use this in my day to day. So he, uh, he was like, can you show me? And I was like, not for free, bitch. And then mm -hmm. he was like, he dug through his wallet and he had a bunch of Boston Market gift cards. And he was like, I have 40 bucks to Boston Market. And I was like, bingo, bango. Mm -hmm. And then ever since then, we, it just kind of took off. And I think he was working on like, he wanted to be in a talent show at work one day. I, I, I see what, Brian got out of this relationship. What did you get out of this relationship? Oh, Boston Market gift cards. <laughs> is that, do you love Boston Market? Is that like a favorite restaurant of yours? You know what? It actually is my number one of all time. Have you ever had it? Have you ever had Boston Market? <sighs> Not since I was a child. Oh, bro, you got to get out there. Oh, man. The Dementors and I were there all the time. We're there usually Tuesday, Tuesday Sundays, unless Boney has uh, swimming lessons. Okay. And if Boney's swimming, then we go on uh, Sunday nights. Wait, no. Tuesday. <laughs> we go on Friday, Friday, Friday night after the Bank of America. I see that. I see that calendar you're referring uh, to behind you on the dryer board. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's quite elaborate. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, there's five of the mentors and it's like, we all got things going on, you know? Yeah. The scheduling like, just seems complex. Yeah. And it's tough because Franklin's parents are divorced. So he's, he's moving around a lot. You know, it's like, we only have him every other weekend. Yeah. It's hard making time for the boys, but you got to do it. If you guys want to be the ultimate pranksters in school, you got to put in the time with the boys. That makes sense. You seem like a very loyal person. Oh, yeah. Friendship is everything. Fraternité, you know, that's what I always say. I can't wait. Can't wait to, to be with my friends for life. They're all going to be in my wedding. 
how many friends do you have? How, how many boys are there? There's five Dementors, and those are my boys for life. I don't need any more. I don't need any less, but I need them all. We got Boney. Okay. We got Franklin. We got Polly. We got me, Blanket. And then we also have Sassafras. And well, how, I'm curious how these names got decided on. Those are our, bo- we were born with those names. You can check my freaking birth certificate, bro. We, all of those are your legal names. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what, the, that's what we say. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Thanks. I hate to say, Blanket, you're a cool kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we know. That's why I'm like, it's like, <laughs> we're the freaking running this school. This is why I'm a second time junior, you know? It's like, I'm never leaving this place. We are the kings. Why do you think Brian never got fully incorporated into the bros? Well, I mean, the the bros are not, I, I'll be honest, we're not really looking for extras, you know? It's like, I've got five fingers on my hands, I've got five boys, I've got five seats at my dinner table, they're for the brothers, they're for the Dementors. It's it, He's a client more than anything, he was never really a bro, like, yeah, he would hang out a lot and like... He did. He does sometimes go to Hebrew lessons with. He goes to the Hebrew lessons. Well, he's some. He'll give him a ride. Did he ever go to the swimming lessons? We know that Brian was possibly considering swimming to an island. Um, do you know if he went ever to any of those swimming lessons? Yeah, sometimes he would definitely like. I don't know what would happen there, but he would definitely like show up in swim trunks. <laughs> <laughs> And I would be like, Brian, I'm telling you, you got to wear long pants if you want to break dance real good. Shorts are no go for break dancers. Yeah. Did he, I'm curious, did he show up with pool noodles? You know, like the floaty pool noodles? I don't know about pool noodles, but one time I did see him have a knife. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that feels on brand. I just, we know he's part of a pool noodle fight club. We haven't really ever touched on that, but he is definitely part of a pool noodle fight club. I was going to ask, did you get the impression that he was trying to learn how to break dance to incorporate it into some sort of fighting? Um, I know that that is based on my uh, familiarity with Tekken 3. I know that break dancing can sometimes be used as a fighting style. You know what, dude? The the Dementors and I, we all went to... Boston Market last weekend and we were kind of having a debrief we all were given our thorns and roses of the week you know like we all said what was our best part and our worst part of our week and Sassafras was actually like my thorn this week was when I was trying to show Brian how to do a baby freeze and instead of just freezing in midair he took out like a bunch, he took out a gun and he shot it into the air. And Sassafras was really scared. So I do feel like there's something violent going on there. Wow. At what point in your relationship did he take out a gun and fire it into the air? Did he, did you, like, did you maintain a relationship after this? He's a client. I'm a professional. Like, you know, we, we, did, we did have to have him reread our guidelines in, in which we say, you know, we, we respect each other. We respect the space, we respect the art, and also no weapons. So we did have to make him reread our guidebook after that. But he's still a paying customer. How long is your guidebook? 64 pages. Who wrote it? Double-sided, single-spaced. I wrote it. 64 pages, double-sided, single space. Yeah. 
Not good wow. at math, but it's double 64. <laughs> I think that's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. Uh, is like legal paperwork that's not nearly as detailed as that. Well, I take I take what we do seriously, you know? It's like, if you want to work with the boys, you got to freaking follow the rules, you know? It's, I haven't made it to 18 years of friendship with these guys just by mistake, you know? 18 years of friendship? I thought you were 18 years old. Yeah, I met, I met Franklin on the damn day I was born. So you're all 18 years old and the same... I, were you all born on the same day? Yes. Sassafras was actually born two days late. He was supposed to be born um, on November 1st, but he was two days late. So he was born on November 3rd. And it's, yeah, we all were born in the same hospital, same day. Interesting. So you're same all... Same day? Yeah, yeah, same day, same hospital. You all have sort of interesting non-standard uh, names. Maybe your parents part of some sort of hippie commune? Is that possible? I mean, my mom does make me go to Kumon. I don't. I don't think that's. That doesn't sound like a. Is hippie that it? Does that sound like it? My mom makes me take my shoes off when I go inside. Is that it? Mm, no. I, I'm curious. My is mom, there? My mom makes me drink a glass of skim milk every day. Is that? Is that what you're talking about? No, that sounds more like a bummer than like a hippie commune thing. Oh, okay. Right, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> Do you like living at home? You're 18. I don't know. It's like, it's a bit of a drag, you know, but it it works because it's like, I've got plenty of space in the basement for the boys. And I just like, I already know that like, if I had my own place, we would be cramped. And that this way we can all drag, I can drag five mattresses into the basement and the boys can all have slumber parties and we can all have our own. It's really fun when we do it like that. So I don't hate it. That sounds like a hippie commune. You have five mattresses in the basement that you and the boys sleep in? Sleep on? <laughs> yeah, but only on, only on uh, Saturday nights. <laughs> it's sleepover Saturday. Do you guys need to take a look at my calendar? Are you <laughs> no, I can see it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty much most of your wall is just a calendar scheduling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I've actually thought about possibly hiring like some sort of like coordinator. How would you pay for a coordinator? I've I've been thinking about this because my primary source of income is yes, these Boston Market gift cards. So I was thinking maybe what I would do is <laughs> I would go to Boston Market, I would buy a bunch of cornbread, some rotisserie chicken, you know, you know how it is, a bunch of number fours, and then I would buy them, take them, and then I would say I would spray them with a little bit of like uh, like. Um, like some sort of chemical or something like that. And then it would go and I'd say, I need to speak to the manager. And then I'd say, this is rotten. And then I would make them give me a refund in cash. And you're thinking about doing that, but you haven't tried it yet. I haven't, I haven't gotten there just yet, but that's only just because I haven't found the right uh, marketing or mar right coordinator for me. Mm. Okay. Are you worried that that might taint your relationship with Boston Market? You do seem to enjoy the food. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like my boys are number one, Boston Market's number two. Where would Brian rank? 17. So you reached out to us. Um, Brian is number 17 on your list of priorities. He seems like maybe an acquaintance at best. Um, well, how do you feel about him missing? Well, I was pretty shook. I mean, like he's number, he's, He's not in a 
acquaintance necessarily. Like I do know the guy, and like I feel like I feel like it's important that to for people to know that he's been breakdancing with the, with the, with the dement for over a year now, and and he got really weird in the last couple months too. Like he started asking us like instead of learning how to how to continue his breakdance, he one day came up to me about like about three months ago, and he said. Um, I have a special request. I will pay top dollar for it. He started giving me, uh, he took out a bunch of Marie Callender's uh, gift cards and he was like, I need you to teach me um, uh, a perfectly choreographed dance to um, the Ed Sheeran song, Perfect. And so in the last couple of months, we've really pivoted from breakdancing to, uh, he has learned this beautiful dance to the song, Perfect, and he won't tell me what it's for. Had you shown any aptitude towards a dance style other than breakdancing? Why do you think Brian came to you for that? Well, I think he could just tell that I have a body that moves. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I just, I have it. And you can maybe even see it over this Zoom. It's like, I have a body that can move. Mm -hmm. I know it. He knows it. You all know it. My coupon yes. teacher knows it. Dr. Kimura knows it. I have noticed that you appear to be uh, jumping up and down on a mini trampoline during this. Absolutely. You gotta keep it active. Gotta keep it tight. Gotta keep that core engaged. Mm -hmm. At what point did you know that Brian was missing? Um, he was coming to you for this Ed Sheeran dance. Uh, did he miss uh, an appointment, quote unquote? Or when did you realize? Well, uh, we we had to move our uh, our Wednesday meeting to Thursday because of the Hebrew lessons and and usually Brian's pretty on it I texted Brian I said we're moving we're moving it to Thursday you know look at the look at the Google calendar he has access to it um and he didn't show up on on Thursday and we were like that's odd especially because he was also Franklin's ride to to swim practice and we were like that's very strange so I knew I noticed right away he wasn't there but you know the boys got to keep dancing so we just danced without him the Ed Sheeran dance? Were you? I'm sorry. Were you doing the Ed Sheeran dance without Brian? Yeah. At this point, I actually, I actually quite like the dance. It's very uh, romantic in nature. Okay. Mm. I'm sorry, Clark. You had something. Well, I, I have a couple questions. But my first one is: Does it? Did it? It feel like you were learning that dance, or you were teaching him a dance, like as a romantic gesture? Like, was this supposed to be a Definitely. dance he was going to do for somebody? Okay. Definitely. And I don't know who it's for necessarily. It could be a lot of things. Cause he asked me to teach it both ways where he is the one lifting up a person over his head. And then also in a way where he could be lifted up above a person's head. So I don't know like what, what the deal mm. is with who this was for, but it definitely was meant as a gesture, like a romantic gesture of some okay. sort. Yeah. Okay, interesting. That actually, that kind of falls in line with several of the the women he's romantically involved with were very strong. So physically, I think one of them was a former bodybuilder, if I remember correctly. Boxer? I gotta look into the notes. But. Yeah, well, I hope so, because Brian, Brian weighs a lot. He looks compact, but he weighs at least 350. He weighs 350 pounds. He's been described to us as slender. <laughs> So he's like incredibly dense muscles, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. He's muscle weighs muscle weighs way more than fat. Okay. Very interesting. <laughs> he also told me one time Brian did tell me we were talking about our medical issues because um 
every fifth Sunday, I actually have to go to the Cleveland Clinic because one of my heart valves is all sorts of whack. And so he was telling me about his, some of his medical conditions. And he was saying that he does have exceptionally heavy bones. He mm. has heavy bones and dense, dense muscle. That must dense have- Muscles and bones, heavy like a, he said, he said they're like a tree trunk. We're getting an interesting side of Brian we never had before. <laughs> What was, can I ask you, just like from a personality perspective, what was Brian like? Brian, he was kind of a square. He didn't really like understand all the pranks that we were up to. Um, like, like he would get confused sometimes and I'd be like, you're just not that funny, you know? Like, I feel like he would want to get it. Like he wants to be part of the Dementors, but he just like, didn't get it, you know? Hmm. What did like, he I, get? Um, like for example, like one of our big pranks in the last year is like we, uh, the Dementors and I, we went and we spray painted the big rock in front of the school, um, and and we just spray painted it to say uh, Ben Affleck was here, and he was like, "What?" Yeah, I guess I'm more in line with what that what what though. No, it's funny. It's funny because um, Ben Affleck actually filmed a couple select scenes, like reshoots for the town. Uh, by the school so it's it's like it's almost like Ben Affleck spraying of this rock get it mm. okay uh, if I were to get it what is the response you would look for from me oh laughter <laughs> I want you <laughs> I want your ass to fall off you're laughing so hard yeah you're just laughing just thinking about that yeah it's, it's, it's a good one it's a really good one Okay, so he didn't really understand your sense of humor. No, he was so square. Okay. Yeah, and then sometimes he would have ideas for pranks that I'd be like, that's taking it a little too far. You know, like we were trying to prank our principal and um, and I was like, we should like write wash me on his car window or something in uh, glitter. And then he was like, or oh, you could pour like boiling hot coffee over his head. And I was like, that's, that's not the Dementor way. That actually does feel in line with what I know about Brian and his <laughs> sensibility toward the world. It was a little scary sometimes, but you know, with my boy, like, if, you know, when we saw him with the gun and stuff too, and like I, one time I did see him, I looked inside of his wallet when he was taking out the Boston Markey gift feed cardies, and he, he definitely had like a bunch of ninja stars in there. And so I was like, yeah, I could be scared of this guy, but I know that with Franklin, Oh God! With with Frank, with press, with with uh, po Posey, uh, you know the Dementors. I feel like with those boys there, I I knew that we could take him, so I was never scared personally. So, when he went missing, you never worried about you or the boys' safety uh, that you might be next or anything. Oh, honest, honest to. Jesus, I did not even think about it. Mostly, I was just worried about my revenue income. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you found a way to supplement that now that you haven't get, been getting Bosti Markey cards? <laughs> well, I, I've, I've been going to, to the Hebrew lessons, and I've been basically <laughs> telling, <laughs> telling everyone who comes in that there's now a $5 cover. Pretty impressive <laughs> that you're pulling that one off. Yeah, people are freaking dumb over there. <laughs> This Hebrew school sounds remarkable. The people are willing to pay $5. The teacher seems cool with anybody showing up. 
That's Hebrew for you. <laughs> I don't know that if it is. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's a pretty broad, <laughs> pretty broad brush to paint with. All right, fair enough. Well, have you and the boys kicked around any theories of what happened to Brian? Here's what I'm, I guess we've been kind of talking about when we, when we were going through, uh, we were talking about it. And I'm, I'm nervous that what he did was he tried to present his dance before he was ready. I'm really okay. nervous mm-hmm. about that. I feel like maybe, maybe he tried to do his perfect dance. And because there's a point, where, you know, when you're learning a dance like that and you're learning a duet, but only one person's learning it, it's tough. It's really tough stuff. So, I guess my fear, I think what I think possibly happened is he tried to do this duet and the, the lady or the man, I do not know what, who Brian was going to be dancing with. Like, I feel like maybe he tried to bring them into this dance and they didn't like it or they didn't frankly know that he, what his body was doing was dance and maybe they thought it was an attack and they like freaked out. But they must have been a formidable opponent. Brian has heavy bones, weighs 350 pounds of muscle has a gun and, and ninja throwing stars. Any idea how somebody could get the drop on Brian? Yeah, I, I think like if a person has a bunch of boys, such as like me and the Dementors, it's like you could take on the world. So maybe it was, maybe it was a group of five best friends, five best buds born on the same day who all shared Google Cal. Not, not the mentors, but like someone, another crew. There's plenty of crews like there. There's the Friars, there's the Stinkers, there's the, uh, there's the Tagliatellis. There's, there's so many crews. Yeah, I gotta say, just doubling back on this same day thing, it feels like something's up there. Well, remember, Sassafras was two days overdue. Sure. But I'm just curious, do you ever like, are all of your parents like friends? Do they ever hang out? Have they ever performed maybe rituals together? Well, it's funny because it's like, I've never actually seen them all together in person, but I actually, one day I was crawling around in the back of my parents' closet because I was looking for, like, I like the feel of the coats on my back. And so I was crawling around at the bottom of their closet. And then towards the back, I found this big box. And I was like, what is this? And I opened it up and it was a bunch of photos. And it was like photos of like my parents as young people with all like Sassafras's parents and and Franklin's parents and Polly's parents and the other guy's parents and they were all they were all together and like smoking cigars and there was one where everyone was wearing like those kind of old-timey gas masks you know I didn't know what to make of it so I I brought it up to the boys as my as my thorn for the week because it was confusing for me and everyone was like I don't know but we all like dug around in our closet we all found something similar but our parents just, they've, I've never seen them interact in, in person. They continue to claim they do not know each other and they never have time to, to do a parent meetup. Interesting. When you say old-timey gas master, those are the ones with like the tube hanging out? Yeah, precisely the ones. Got it. Okay. Yeah, interesting. These are from World War One, I, I believe. <laughs> is right around when those were popular. I don't know. I don't know. Something to something to think about. Do you have any familiarity with the Boys from Brazil uh, novel and movie? Yeah, actually. <laughs> you do? I think so. The first one or the second one? I did not know there was a sequel. Uh, yeah, I'm more, from, I'm more familiar with the sequel. You are? Yes. So I don't know what the sequel is about, but in the original... A uh, Nazi hunter discovers a sinister plot to rekindle the Third Reich, and uh, basically they tried to clone Hitler. 
through uh, with a oh, bunch of boys. Oh, that's crazy because the sequel is nothing like that. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> must I, be one of those. Must be one of those anthologies. Okay. Interesting. Can I just really quickly, because I'd never heard of the boys from Brazil, <laughs> and I just read the description. Uh, apparently, he tries to clone Hitler ninety-five times. Mm-hmm. That's wild. <laughs> That's too many Hitlers. Yes. Too many Hitlers. Yes. He was trying. Uh, to, he just failed ninety-five times. No, I think well, he does commit. I think he does. Right? Am I wrong? Does he make ninety-five yes. Hitlers? Yeah. There's a bunch of Hitler clones. Well, you know what? I get it though. It's like, I mean, I don't really want a bunch of Hitlers, but it's like. I'd rather be 95 Hitlers than one solo Hitler. You know what I mean? If I was Hitler, which I'm not. Of course you're not. But they were clones. They all had identical childhoods. Just an interesting parallel to the story that you're talking to us about. You and your boys um, who all have very regimented schedules. Yeah. Um, Look, I'll tell you what. My boys and I are not, we are not cloned Hitlers. We are a bunch of boys. I know. Uh, do, at least dance, one of you go goes to, to Hebrew school, so <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily concerned that <laughs> you're a bunch of Hitlers. Look, Owen, Owen, I feel like maybe you think I'm Hitler, and I promise I'm not. I don't think you're Hitler. I okay. Because I, I can show you, like, my birth certificate. I, I actually, my mom, every year on my birthday, we watch my birth video, so I can show you. That's wild. That's, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like it, but we get cake after. I I am in no way suggesting that you are a Hitler. Uh and watching your birth video doesn't convince me more or less of that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? But it, it does seem that your parents had a bunch of World War One gas masks smoking yeah. cigars in their youth. I it's possible they took some inspiration from the boys from Brazil and you and your boys are a bunch of clones. Well, shoot. I mean, explain Sassafras being two days overdue then. <laughs> well, I can't. I don't know much about cloning. I've seen all my boys' birth videos. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of, I will say, just quick aside, that all of your friends do have birth videos to confirm <laughs> their identity, but also mm-hmm. that's not as much like a thing most parents have like most parents don't film the bird well i think that's a damn shame i i hate watching it but it makes me feel like like i know my roots sure is it possible that your parents had all the parents of the boys chose a different area for you to study in uh we've got a uh swimmer a swimmer. A Hebrew a, guy. A Hebrew guy. <laughs> a dancer. Yeah. Mild mathematician. Any, uh, anything else anybody has? Well, I mean, I guess, uh, let's see, who have we covered? We covered Franklin, we covered me, Blanket, we covered <laughs> Polly, Boney. Boney, uh, actually... Kind of oddly enough, Boney can, uh, he actually knows how to do that thing that Vin Diesel did in that commercial. Was it Vin Diesel? John Van Damme. Oh, where he does the splits on the trucks? 
Yeah, Van Dam did a split on the truck. That actually, that's uh, what you were referring to, Clark. You knew what uh, blank it was referring to. Yeah, unfortunately, that's how little information it required of me to know what you <laughs> what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Bodie's really good at doing the splits. He can do the splits on moving vehicles. You can do the splits anywhere you want. Wow. Okay. So that's I guess that's his specialty is doing the splits. Yeah. And now I'm saying thinking about it, having like five young boys who are all like training athletically all day does seem We are not Hitler. No, I mean, I don't think you're Hitler, but it does feel like Clark, I swear. If you were raising, you know, some sort of like sleeper cell assassin, maybe, uh, or a group of them, a team of them, you would have them at peak physical conditioning. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. All I know is that we're a bunch of boys who love each other, make time for each other, and we pull hella pranks. Yeah. Can I see a photo did your par- of you guys? Sorry. Do you guys? <laughs> yeah, let's see a photo. Yeah, of course. Let me, uh, I actually have several, uh, right, right by me, I have several stacks of photos. Do you, what, what year do you want it from? Uh, I guess the newest one you have. Oh, the absolute newest one? Oh, that was from Sleepover Saturday. Here you go. Okay, wow. So you can see I'm in the middle mattress and I'm holding hands with Franklin. Franklin's the one in the silly hat. Mm-hmm. And then next to Franklin is Boney. Boney is pants off because he's crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And then Polly is, uh, has his nose in a book. Yeah, can I just and say... Sassafras is, Sassafras is not pictured. Yeah, can I just say it does look like five of the... It looks like four of the same person. Like, you look like identical twins, but wearing different clothes. Well, I mean, yeah, we do have a striking resemblance to one another for sure, but Sassafras was born two, two days we, late. We got yeah. <laughs> okay, and Boney, um, Boney has crow's feet. On his eyes? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he looks slightly old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we always say he's really self-conscious about him. And we're always like, Boney, it just means that you laugh a lot and people love that about you. Okay. Boney wow. is a that's, beautiful laugh. That's very sweet. How did your, did your parents, any of your parents ever meet Brian? How did they feel about maybe him infiltrating the group slightly? Yeah, actually my parents, uh, it wasn't my parents, but Franklin's parents, when, when uh, they realized that he was being driven to swim practice by a grown man, um, they did sit down all the boys, the Dementors, and we had to talk about it. And they said, please, please uh, don't, don't talk to this man anymore. And we were like, but he's our into Boston Markey. And they were like, so uh, they, they were not happy about it at mm. all. Like they were actually like, like, weirdly mad you know because it's like i've taught dudes how to how to write or how to how to dance before but they were like just extra upset about this brian like so we had to keep our dance lessons with brian a bit of a secret after that it seems like maybe brian was disrupting the sleeper cell organization that your parents might have been orchestrating i have no response to that i <laughs> i uh i'm not hitler no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think you're Hitler. We don't think this is a one for one with boys from Brazil. <laughs> Which, honestly, Owen, thank you so much for introducing me because I'm immediately <laughs> fascinated. Like, I want to see this. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should check out the sequel. 
You know, what is know. the sequel about? Yeah, what's the sequel it's, about? It's boys in Sao Paulo, and it's um, it's more of like uh, the movie Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it's basically that, but with uh, uh straight white men. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sure that that is a sequel. It's like a bunch of straight cis white, you know, men, and they uh. And they're best friends, but they haven't seen each other in a while because work gets in the way. And then they go to Sao Paulo and they party their asses off. And one of them pees on a zip line. That sounds like a girl's trip. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot like girl's trip, I guess. Yeah. I'm curious, did this come out before or after girl's trip? Do you know? After. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll have to check that out too. Maybe do a movie night. Doing a... Oh, hell yeah. Oh, sorry. The boys are... If you want to look at our calendar and we can like sync it up and we could do like a Netflix party, the boys and I are doing, uh, we have, we have a biannual movie night and it's going to be December 31st. Biannual. So twice a year. Yeah. And one of the days is on December 31st. That's absolutely correct. So you guys are welcome to Netflix party it up with us. If you guys want to watch it with us. Uh, that's a wonderful invitation. That's really nice of you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> um well listen we we don't want to take up any more of your time we appreciate everything you have i'm just curious if there's anything if we do find brian is there anything you'd want us to tell him yeah i would just be like i would say something like uh this th- for the next two months like through the holiday season boston market's actually having a rotisserie chicken that's uh it's got like a special like christmasy like holiday herbs on it so it's like got a butter sauce with like thyme and sage and stuff and it's really good and like i would love to get in there and get in on that so if he wants to come come back soon because i gotta get myself to boston Mikey. so we have no idea what's happened to brian but if you want us to tell him about the seasonal special at Basti Marquee? Yeah, it looks really, really, it looks fire. Absolutely okay. fire. And I would probably get that with a little mashed potato and a little cornbread. Okay. Well, we'll absolutely tell him about it. I mean, depending on when we find him, it might, you know, if it's like a year, that might not still be going on. Yeah, um, dang. Well, hopefully, I mean, maybe if it's next year, maybe they'll have a different seasonal thing going. The Basti Market actually does a lot of really cool stuff. Like that, where they have like little promos, you know. Sure. There's always something new, and there's also usually something old. Okay, blanket. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, no problem. Gotta go to Kumon. <laughs> yeah. Good luck at Kumon. Mom, have you seen my homework packets? Mom, have you seen my math packets? I put them next to the milk. <laughs> okay, gotta go. My mom's pissed. Artwork provided by Amelia Jane Murphy. You can follow her and purchase her work at amil underscore art on Instagram. Music provided by Kai Ingle. Please subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps the show. You can follow us and contribute at DeceptionPod on Instagram and Twitter.